my mother wasn't a Christian, I wasn't raised as a Christian, but she came to faith later on in life, and that was a great joy. I can remember the day, actually, this is true. We were in Cornwall at a little prayer meeting. My mother was living in Cornwall at that time, and, and um, you know, we were, it was a Tuesday night, it was about six or seven, my mum said she would come, and Fliss and I were there, and the priest and one or two other people. And during that meeting, suddenly she started to smile. And, she, and we said, oh, you're right, because she looked a bit sort of crazed, you know, and uh, a bit like some of you guys this morning, you know. And she said, oh, I feel, I feel all hot. I feel so hot. And this was totally new to her. And then tears started streaming her, down her face, and she encountered the Lord Jesus quite, you know, quite physical way, and she, she was just hot for God for the rest of her life. You know, it was like Wesley said, my heart was strangely warmed within me. You know, that was when he got converted. Now, you don't have to have that experience, but for my mum, and we were just privileged to be there when that happened. Well, one of her favorite verses which she gave me on numerous occasions was 1 Thessalonians 5, uh, verse 16, verses 16 to 18. And we're going to put that up on the screen, and I'm just going to teach out of that just for a few minutes, and then we'll... Just give God the glory and give him this thanks. Uh, just remove that there so it doesn't fall off. Okay, and so that verse says this. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. You know, uh, Rejoicing always, that's a tough call, isn't it, you know? Um, I've, I've been trying for much of my Christian life, and I have to keep reminding myself. And there are sometimes, there are some days when it's easy to rejoice. You know, it comes readily, but there are others, other days when, when, frankly, it's just tough, and I have to do it as an act of discipline, and I, I just... Focus myself on the Lord Jesus. I try and sort of center myself and you know, experience his, his presence, which of course is all pervasive. You know, we kind of think God is away somewhere on important business. He's not, he's here. And for those, you know, for those of us who are on this spiritual quest and asking God to sensitize them to, to his presence, and this is what I'm doing a lot these days, you can really just sense God in just about any situation. It can be almost a distraction at times. But if you can do that, you're halfway there. The other thing, to be honest with you, is that you know, it may all be falling apart, but, but at least you're not dead. Now, some of you, sadly, have spent moments in your life where you wanted to be dead, and I, you know, God bless you, I, I understand that. But the truth of the matter is, is that we have something glorious ahead of us. We truly do. Billy Graham was buried this week, and... Uh, you know, uh, he said a few years ago, maybe you read this quote, I only read it this week myself, but he said, you know, some of you, pretty soon, someone's going to say, and you're going to hear, Billy Graham is dead. This is him speaking. Billy Graham is dead. And he then went on to say, don't believe a word of it. Don't believe a word of it. I will be more alive than I have ever been in this life and in a far better place. Amen? That's quite a statement, isn't it? You know, I'm kind of sort of buzzed by that, you know. And uh, so, so, you know, we have a hope that is beyond death. We have something to look forward to. So whatever our circumstances at any given time, if you can get just sort of practiced 
what we call practice the presence of God. For a lot of you, this is us going, woof, what is this guy on? But if you, if you know what I mean, if you can practice the presence of God, just sense, just pause for a moment in your busy schedule, whatever you do. Say, God, just, I, want, I just want to know you more. And then just remember that he has saved us not just for now, but for the future as well. That is a wonderful thing. So rejoice always. A bit of a challenge there. You know, just, if, if you can't see any good in the circumstances you're currently in, thank God that he has called you his daughter or his son and that there is a place for you. Jesus said, John 14, 10, do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God, trust also in me. I am going ahead of you to prepare a place for you. There's a place for you in heaven. You will not arrive in heaven and there'll be some awkwardness at the door because your ticket doesn't scan. You know, oh, so, uh, so, uh, you're not on the list, I'm sorry. What do you mean I'm not on the list? You know, this kind of gig. You know, it's, you're going you're gonna to be expected and you're going to be welcomed home. So rejoice in the Lord always. The second thing is pray continually. Pray continually. You know, when I, we've just done this little uh, series, you know, we've, we've done three major series now on prayer, and we will continue to do them because we are getting better at this. We're not there yet, but we're getting better at this. And, uh, you know, one of the things that I'm increasingly trying to do is just kind of breathe prayer. So my default when I'm breathing, when I'm not speaking, is Lord, have mercy, Christ, have mercy, Lord, have mercy, Christ, have mercy. It just sort of, it just becomes something I'm going on the whole time. But I do have to ask you, you know, we've given you some tools, uh, you know, to pray with. But, but I really just want to challenge you. Are, are you expecting God to answer your prayer? You know, when he answers your prayer, what will that look like? Have you ever thought about that? You know, we, we know God hears prayer. We believe he does in faith. We pray because we've been told to and because it seems like the right thing to do. You know, it's about relationship, as Denise Gray reminded us. But the fact of the matter is I sometimes think that Christians, some or other, don't believe that God might actually say yes. That'd be nice, wouldn't it, you know? Well, let's just read the story because it's not, this is not something new. This is something uh, that has actually been a problem with Christians. Oh, I seem to have bent my glasses. Uh, been with Christians for uh, forever. So if you've got a Bible, I think it might come up on the screen. Let's just look at Acts chapter 12. I want to read this story. This just, you know, this makes me laugh. This really does. And uh, I was laughing at it and over it this week. Now, what's happened here, just, I'm not going to do it, spend much time on, on uh, background, but this book of Acts is Luke's account, the Apostle Luke's account of the birth of the early church. It's fascinating, it really is, and the things they got up to. And um, it's interesting how, you know, it all, uh, as time goes on, opposition, persecution, bad days, you know, they have more bad days than good days. See, the pressure seems to build. But that actually, God turns it round. He can turn every bad thing into a good thing. God turns it round so that actually the persecution they're feeling actually shoves them out of their comfort zone and they scatter throughout the then known world and they tell people about Jesus. You know, why are you looking so happy? What are you got to be happy about? And so on and so forth. And so this is a, this is a situation where 
um, the church is beginning to experience another round of persecution. And Peter, who is the kind of leader of the church, has actually been thrown in jail by King Herod. And uh, so we pick up the story. Uh, and it's Acts chapter 12, beginning at verse 5. So Peter was kept in prison, but the church was earnestly praying to God for him. Catch that. The church, they're earnestly praying. They're not just praying. It's not just on the prayer list. They are prevailing, as Mark taught us. They're kind of pushing through. They're pushing through to get this answer to prayer. The night before Herod was to bring him to to trial, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers bound with two chains, and sentries stood guard at the entrance. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared, and a light shone in the cell. He struck Peter on the side and woke him up. Quick, get up, he said, and the chains fell off Peter's wrists. Wow. Then the angel said to him, put on your clothes and sandals, and Peter did so. Wrap your cloak around you and follow me. The angel told Peter. Peter followed him out of the prison, but he had no idea that what the angel was doing was really happening. He thought he was seeing a vision. Oh my gosh. Verse 10, they passed the first and second guards and came to the iron gate leading to the city. It opened for them by itself, and they went through it. And when they had walked the length of one street, suddenly the angel left him. Then Peter came to himself and said, Now I know without a doubt that the Lord has sent his angel and rescued me from Herod's clutches and from everything the Jewish people were hoping would happen. When this had dawned on him, he went to the house of Mary, the mother of John, also called Mark, where many people had gathered and were praying. And Peter knocked at the outer entrance. And a servant named Rhoda came to answer the door. And when she recognized Peter's voice, she was so overjoyed, she ran back without opening it. Wow, it's Peter! So she runs into the prayer meeting, exclaiming, Peter is at the door. And they're saying, Shut up, we're praying, we're praying. Just keep quiet, woman. You know, you're out of your mind, they say to her. Peter's going, Oh, for heaven's sake, guys, will I get me out of here? You know, you're out of your mind, they told her. And when they when she kept insisting that it was so, they said, Ah, must be an angel. But Peter kept on knocking. Poor bloke, you know, he's out in the street. And when they opened the door and saw him, they were astonished. And Peter motioned with his hand for them to be quiet and described how the Lord had brought him out of prison. Tell James and the other brothers and sisters about this, he said. And then he left for another place. You know, they're so earnestly praying, but what's the, where's the expectation that God might answer the prayer? How long, there may be things that you have been praying for for years. And now it's just part of your warp and weft, like my Lord have mercy, Christ have mercy. It's just part of what you do. Would, what, what would happen if God answered that prayer? Would you drop dead or with shock or something like that? You know? We need to start envisioning what the answer to prayer looks like so that when it comes, we give God the glory. Someone say amen. amen. Oh my gosh, that was good. You're getting good at this, you know. But seriously, we're not just praying as a health cure. We're praying because we, believe, we have a God who we believe saves. We believe a God who, who answers prayer. Sometimes, yep, the answer's no, and that's okay. Those of you who are parents, you know that sometimes, as much as you would like to do differently, you have to say no to your kiddies, right? Duh. But sometimes the answer is yes. 
And God loves to say yes to his kids. He really does. If he doesn't, there's a higher reason. We just gotta trust him. But let's start not just praying and praying earnestly and using scripture to pray, but let's start envisioning what it's gonna look like when God answers prayer. So let's, let's just clock that one. Okay, moving on now. And then it goes on to say this, uh, give thanks in all circumstances. So there's rejoice always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances. You know, my good friend, Dennis, uh, Dennis Hilton, who was our head of pastoral care, he used to talk about an attitude of gratitude. I, I love the preacher's kind of, you know, we, we need to live life with an attitude of gratitude. And that's, that's something I've been working on too, being grateful, but just being thankful. We've spoken many times on this. But you know, I, have, I find myself, when, when, when you, we've been so obviously blessed, we ha, whether you realize it or not, we have been so obviously blessed, and there's more to come, thank God for that. God is all about the blessing. But I am nervous that, that we will not be as thankful as God would like us to be. Not because he's a tough, gruff guy and he's gonna say, you ungrateful so-and-so, but I want God to know that I appreciate him. I want God to know that I, it does not go, it, I, I do not miss the fact that he's blessing me, that he's encouraging me. And I want him to know because I feel love, I feel that affection, I feel that connection, I feel that relationship. I want to say, thank you, Lord, because I remember what I was, and I remember which way I was headed, but now you have established me as a son, and I am grateful. It's, it's not a compulsion, it's because I want to, it's, it's one of the few things that you can give God that he doesn't necessarily have your thanks. It's one of the few things that you can give God that he doesn't necessarily have your thanks. So that's why I, I, I find myself, I mean, Flissy and I, when we drive out of our village, coming to, to church this morning, we did what we, we always do, we just gave thanks. Misty, wet morning, there'd been snowdrifts in the, in, in the lanes, Quite dramatic, really, but we've threaded our way through, and we were just grateful, grateful to God, grateful that we live in this nation, grateful that we were coming to this church to hang out with you guys, to sing God's praises, to, 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 to just you know, be encouraged, to be built up, to be affirmed. You know, so, so we want to be a grateful people, you know. It's, it, none of this has come about because of, of us. It has all come about because of Jesus. Someone say amen. Amen. So bless you guys. These three things, you know, rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances. And then it finishes up because this is God's perfect will for you. Who doesn't want to do God's will? Who doesn't want to do God's will? You know, to, 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 to meet Jesus is to be impressed. To know Jesus is to love him. You know, we can, all, we can have a brush with Jesus. We can meet a holy person and say, well, he was, I don't know much about religion, but that's a nice person. Yeah, he's a nice person. If there, were, if there was a God, I'd want to be like that person. You know, you can, you can meet 
Jesus in another person or in some other circumstance of your life, and you'll be impressed. But to know Jesus, to know Jesus is to love him. And you know, just like I want to learn how to do the dishwasher properly, would you believe it? I'm 43 years dishwasher. Uh, sorry, um, <laughs> going off on one there. You know, I want to. I, I want to bless. I want to bless God by giving my thanksgiving, giving Him my praise, rejoicing in the Lord, and also just in simply, you know, giving thanks, giving thanks.